gentlemen, and welcome to the clubhouse. This is episode 102. I'm your host, Teach Butler, as always. Sitting next to me, my good buddy, my good pal, Big Dill. Dill, how are you today, man? Yeah, things are going well. I believe it's a Tuesday. Yep. Sometimes, you know, nowadays the, the days just kind of fly by, and then now that we kind of went back an hour. It's just dark super quick, and days just fly, you know, fly by a lot. So. Yeah, it's definitely not... Uh, <laughs> no, but it's been good. Definitely not summer anymore. <laughs> kind of had the summer vibe going for the last couple of weeks, but clocks changed back, and, you know, it's definitely winter time here. Yeah, even though the weather's been, like, decent, the timing's off. Yeah. You can tell. For sure. Seasons are changing. Dosh, how's your timing up there in Cleveland, my man? Timing all right. Good. <laughs> we're, we're doing good, man. Um, yeah, like Dill said, it's just weird. Gets dark at like five now. Clocks went back. Is what it is. But uh, yeah, just chilling, watching some college basketball and, and vibing. Yeah, we got, we got some big games on tonight. We got the... Uh... State Farm Championship Classic, Kansas just beating Michigan State there. That just went final. As we start, we're going to have number 10 Kentucky versus number 9 Duke tipping there. Coach K's last season. So we'll see how they come out there for old Retirement K. tour. Retirement tour for the for the man, of course. Oof. Oof, what does that mean? Are they going to be good? You know what I mean? Like it's like a lot of a lot of pressure for this team to be like something that he can go out on like a high note. <clears throat> he just kind of had to predict. He was like, "Do I do it now or do I wait?" He's like, "It's not this team. Got to got to do it after next year." You, I think, yeah, he's got like three. What are the wooden watch guys? So I mean, I'm sure they'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, they're probably gonna get the uh, camera crazies will bring. I mean, they're sure. I'm like you said, those. I'm sure there's a reason he reason he didn't just quit last year and it's because they sucked so, <laughs> right he wants to go out with at least a little bit of a nice game or nice not game. this time a little bit of a little dignity there trying to go out the oh yeah game. oh yeah all right so this is episode 102 like i said by the way let me just rattle off the 2002 champs there before i go any further yep we got the Los Angeles Lakers, Kobe and Shaq going back to back. We got the Angels. We got the Buccaneers there. Yep. And we got the Detroit Red Wings. So some good teams there, some old famous ones. Championships that we might remember there. A little second grade for us, I think first for Doge there, so back in the day for the homies. But uh we gotta move it on, but we got a great show for you because we're gonna talk a little well, Doge and I um, probably have nothing to really say about it, but Dill will speak about the Battle of Ohio here coming up soon in our first quarter. Yeah. And then we'll do a little panic meter uh, for the NFL. In the second quarter, we're going to just give all the thanks and praise to the city of Atlanta, Jocktober, Max Freed, all the boys for the Braves for taking down and proving that the Astros... Are dirty cheaters. So thank you to the Braves. We'll get we'll get back to that later. Yep. 
Third quarter, we're going to talk about the new NBA rules and how that's affecting some players and just talk about the league and what we think about it. Anybody kind of surprising us or teams kind of, you know, starting off a little cold, a little hot. So, And then in the fourth quarter, we're going to give you our college top ten teams because there's been a little discrepancy with the AP poll and then, you know, the college playoff ranking. So we're going to give you the clubhouse college football playoff ranking. So stay tuned for that there in the fourth quarter. It's going to be a good show. Ladies and gentlemen, before we go any further, you know it, you love it. And of course, with all these players getting injured here in the NBA, you know, NFL, etc., we got to take our time to warm it up before we do the pod, make sure we don't get injured, uh-huh. stretch it out, <clears throat> get ready. So without further ado, I'll go first. Okay, just get it out of the way. Rip the band-aid right off. Rip it. I got an incredible stat for you, and by incredible, I mean this is incredibly sad. <laughs> Sad stat of the day Uh-oh. coming at you. New team in the MLS, Austin FC. Good for them. This is actually a great stat for them. Well, maybe not great, but good stat. They have seven home wins this year um, in their first season as a, as a club. How many? Seven. 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 Seven? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. This year. Like, why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. Like, seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> FCC. FC Cincinnati. The orange and blue, as our boy Tommy G always says on the broadcast. The <laughs> orange and blue. They have five wins. Sure. In the last three seasons. Well, cheers to our new stadium, though, baby. Let's go. That's all I got for you. I'm leaving it there. Warm it up, Doge. We had the little Formula Doge for me. Yes. Had the F1 Grand Prix in Mexico. Um, Did you get down to this no. one, too? <laughs> no, that would be, be fun, but no. Um, I'm actually pissed I didn't watch this. Oh... Valtteri Bottas had the pole. Lewis Hamilton had second, so they were looking at the top right out the gate, and then Verstappen passed him before turn one. Bottas gets spun oh. out. Crazy race. Oh. Um, winds up going Verstappen one, Hamilton two, Sergio Perez for the Red Bulls three. First ever Mexican Dang. driver to make the podium in Mexico. That's cool. Oh, that's huge. So shouts to them. Red Bull pulls within one. In the Constructors' Championship, and Verstappen wide lead uh, to 19 over Lewis. So, big time, big time race for Red Bull in both sides. And, uh, you know, great win for Max. Awesome podium for for Checo. And Ferrari widened their lead on McLaren, too, with a pretty solid race as well. So, shaping up for, you know, even more drama with the next four races. We got... Two more in the next two weekends, too. It goes Brazil, and then I think it goes off to go and look. I think it's Canada after that. Okay. So, Brazil's big, though. Lewis Hamilton does really well in Brazil. We'll have to keep an eye out for that. Uh, yeah, not on the podium too much, but Charles Leclerc having a pretty good season. A lot of, a lot of, of, a lot of number fours there. Him and Sainz both. Yeah, Sainz is, too. He's having a good year, too. Don't get me wrong. Gasly was up there this weekend. I love me some Pierre. He looks like he parties hard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, see, obviously Danny Rick, we know. 
Party's hard. Par- no. Party Pierre. Pierre's party. I'd go to Pierre's party. Who? <laughs> Who's that? Pierre Gasly. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> See, Alpha Romeo? Yeah? Alpha Tori. Uh, Alpha Tori. Yeah. I knew that. Blew that. That's all right. Dill, you got a sad stat or you got something cool for us here? I got something cool. Thank God. You'll appreciate it. Five in three years. Five cool stats in three years I've had? No, just five wins in three years, FC. All right. So, I'm reading off something for the top five in the Bulls category. The Chicago Bulls? Chicago Bulls. Okay. I'm going to leave the last two names off of it. Okay. First one. This is just a category we're supposed to... I'm just going to tell you it. We got some of the name or the category? Both. Okay, go ahead. Kirk Heinrich. Ben Gordon. Scotty Pippen. Blank, blank. Let me put this into perspective. Kirk was with the team for 11 years. Uh, ben Gordon for five, Scotty for twelve, Zach Levine. It's three pointers. It is made. So sure. Zach Levine officially look at, look at me passed Michael Jordan for all time uh, three pointers made. That's actually pretty. Sweet. So that's just my boy. You're telling me Ben Gordon. Ben Gordon is five five the seasons homie? number two. Oh, who's number one? Kirk. Kirk. Oh, big Kirk. He's got over a thousand. No one else does. That's like, I, that's really not, like, that is a lot, but. So here's Zach Levine's going to get that for sure. These if are, he stays with the Bulls. Those are all so. guys who. Okay, Kirk played 11 seasons. Scotty was 12. Michael was 13. Yeah, but they didn't shoot threes then, though. Right, so that's what I'm saying. Whereas these other two guys were five. Yeah. So Ben Gordon and Zach were five. Ben Gordon, yeah, I mean, he was a three point specialist. So. Anyway. He's well, been doing well for me. Beginning is my fifth season too. Right, like he's probably gonna pass Ben Gordon. Are you gonna bring up your NBA fantasy when you're not doing well? What do you mean when I'm not doing well? I don't well? know. I mean, just like, let's say you start losing a little bit, you're gonna start being like, oh. No, I was just shouting him out because he's doing well in my fantasy. That's all. Just joke. <laughs> Doge is the one who's racking in points, but I somehow beat him week one for his yeah, only loss. None of my guys want to play. Uh, when I played you, I just didn't go out and do like the five days in a row like lineup set. Mm-hmm. So I blew it week one, but we're yeah. we're on the comeback. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I need. I don't know. When I I need some people to get with it for my team to <laughs> come together just to get with to it. Say the least. Okay, I'll leave it alone with there. I beat Larry's bird last week. That's huge. Yeah. Shouts out. <laughs> is that Max, I think his name is? Yeah, I think it's Max. Yeah, 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 yeah. El Civico. <clears throat> We're at the center of the pod. Tell him a shout Give him a shout out. He smoked <laughs> my butt in the championship last year. I'm salt about it still. <laughs> All right, let's, I'm not even going to... can't bring it up anymore. You got another stat? I think you had another stat. Bull stat. That was it. All right. It's probably changed, but I'll give you the. I gotta have a happy stat while I'm here. Can't leave on a note like that. Okay. 
Florida basketball's up on uh, Elon. 59-36, so. Trump, Trump. 59-36, there you go. Where did he go? <clears throat> Either way, it was like Al Horford has got a career high in like blocks, rebounds, and assists this year. And is leading the Celtics in those categories. And this, I know, must have changed in the past couple of days. He's leading the league in blocks currently. Holy crap, this is going to change our fourth quarter, I think, quite a bit. This is funny. I'm just sitting here. I just see 10 and 9 right now. There goes 8. <clears throat> yeah, there goes 8. All see, right. here's whatever. I'm, I'll talk about it later. No, yeah. no, no it's, not, yeah. it's not incorrect. You know what I mean? We'll see. Well, yeah, maybe. We'll get there. We'll get there. They love to drown this out, too. We won't oh. do that. We won't do that on our show. Don't you worry, folks. Yes, we will. All right. All right. Let's go to our fresh first quarter. No Odell, oh well, for the Brownies. They just freaking kicked our ass. That's all I'll say. There's nothing else, no way to put it. This is oh, this is all what I'll put it. This is what I thought was going to happen when we went to play the Ravens in Baltimore. I thought this would be our jolt back to reality. We got two stinkers in a row going to the bye. So we need the bye for sure. But Baker spread the ball out like he didn't have to worry about throwing it to one guy the whole entire time. Everybody had like three or five touches. And Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb. There you go. Dill, you were there live in person. Clubhouse yep. finally repaying you back after they gave me and Doge the Cavs tickets for whatever reason. I didn't want to hook you up with that one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, for sure. Um, they were last week. I know. I'm kidding. So, anyway, the game was fun to uh, to finally watch them like play like they were supposed to all year, and the team that they looked like for the majority of last year that they went on the run to eventually almost beat the wounded Chiefs in the uh, AFC Championship. So, anyway, it was just something that, uh, you know, I, I was hoping going into it that we showed them, like, hey, we're the big brother still. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we can still beat up on you when we want. And uh, we played really well. It was kind of like an all-around game defensively, um, you know, offensively, you know, special teams. Like, you know, we did execute and make our, our kicks and stuff like that and pump well. But, I mean, man, we if we can pressure quarterbacks like that all the time, like, that's going to be dangerous, um, which I hope we do, obviously. Yeah, that's a, so... I got I to gotta cut in right there real quick. That's everybody's like, the Bengals. I don't know. What's wrong with the Bengals? What's wrong with the Bengals? Like, I don't know. Maybe the Browns have the best defensive line in the league, and Miles Garrett, other than Aaron Donald, is the best defensive player in the league, and he was just, I don't know, a beast along with the rest of their defense. Like, I don't do that. We're not going to run into defense like that every week, I don't think. Too. That, because I think we're vulnerable – on the back end, like, for the defensive backs and safeties. So if our D-line plays well, it allows us to not show that and have that, like, opportunity. You know Plus what I mean? it's so, like a fucking rally around, like, we got to rally for Bake. 
Like, there's no way they were losing that game. That's what was, that was my thought as well, actually. Yeah. After they, they cut Odell. Yep. Because for whatever reason, they dominate. Very odd. When he doesn't play for them. Very odd. Doge, thoughts? Do you think that Odell freelances his routes too much, and that's why him and Baker don't have a good connection? I don't know why they don't have a good connection, <laughs> but I've, I've always said that, well, not always said, in the last year and a half, I've been saying that the Browns are better without Odell and should have been trying to ship him a long time ago. And now <clears throat> they get to the deadline and have all these issues internally with him, and then they're not able to trade him, and they just got to release him. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's unfortunate that it didn't work out. And then, on top of that, too, well, first of all, I think he recently just came out and said his Packers are his number one destination. He did. But he came out before that and was like, this is before the waivers came out. So I think that was kind of a message for the teams who suck. Like, if you're a team who's not competing for a championship, there's going to be problems this year, too. So it's like, what the hell is that? Like, all right, just this is what I was like astonished by just a second ago when I don't know if you saw my face the yeah. Texas women's basketball team beat I don't I didn't uh see who they beat they won 131 to 36 that kind of happens just a sometimes. 95 point win dude in that that That's is tough. insane a lot of buckets what yeah all right anyway I'm um, upset that Odell didn't work out man it would have been fun if like him and him and Juice, you know, bless them a little bit more than they did together. <clears throat> I'm just, yeah, the free Odell is hilarious. That's all I have to say too. I don't want a joke. The uh, free Odell. The video. The video is all time. It's an all time. If you haven't watched it, watch the video. Because it there couldn't be a more one sided piece of like. Dude, that's what I was saying the like, whole time. Video I've ever I was seen so in my curious life. what you're about to say because I haven't heard what you. And like, thought, yeah, like, I'm sure he's open in a lot of those routes, but like, it doesn't mean that the route is designed for him. Or like I said, I've heard someone say that Odell freelances plays too much, and that's why him and Baker are never on time. So like, maybe Odell's just freelancing all those plays, and like, no wonder he's open because that's not the play. And so like. No wonder Baker's late on it because he can't see him because he doesn't know where he is or what he's doing. So it's just, I don't know, it's really funny. Um, and that his dad had to do it and he gets like his buddy LeBron, uh, which is funny too because like when LeBron says something, like you have something's going to change more than likely. It seems like he always has got a hand in something. So like, I just thought that was hilarious that like all these different celebrities, like you got the Vikings whole wide receiver core wearing free Odell shirts. It's like, this guy's a shitty teammate on the Browns. And, like, he dropped a lot of balls. Like, what's, what are we freeing him from? I don't know. Just, like, he was good, but the Browns are clearly better without him. So, I think the Browns are happy to free him. I don't think he's been good in, what, five years? Like. He's, like, I thought I saw some stat where he's, like, 65th out of, like, 68 in, like, drop right this year or something like that with a certain number of catches it's like yeah. that's terrible dude it certainly doesn't help his case we'll see where he goes yeah, yeah. we'll see I mean, if just, he like it just didn't seem like the Browns had any issue letting <clears throat> him walk out the door 
We have other guys who can uh, kind of step up a little bit, like DP uh, J, Anthony Schwartz every once in a while. Did you see the clip? Cooper and Joku. Did you see Deuce. the clip, man? This totally explains everything about the Browns yesterday and everything about Odell. It's a clip on the sideline. It's something like probably mic'd up. And it's Odell Beckham talking to Nick Chubb after Nick Chubb, I think, just scored a touchdown. And it's Eldell going like, man, I want to score a touchdown. And Nick Chubb, like, right away, very quick, very serious, just goes like, yeah, man, I want to win. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just like, I, yeah, I, I got the touchdown. But like, I don't give a shit. If you want it, you can have it, bro. I'd like to win. So it's just, some people would rather score a bunch of, you know, tutties and lose than, I don't know, win. So our team's like Odell's. Wants his stats. But if he goes to the pack, who knows? That'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. One of my landing spots that was kind of like low-key for him, I think, could be potentially him winding up in Vegas. I've heard that. They got Deshaun Jackson, though. They just recently nabbed him up. Yeah. Big pickup. Different level of talent by a lot, for sure. Even with Odell being washed, takes like a minimum contract. Can he do that? Or Seattle? I heard. I heard Russ is begging for him. That'll be interesting, but I mean, it might be a too many cooks situation, almost like it was in Cleveland. Just with Metcalf and Lockett and OBJ, and you're thinking OBJ doesn't gonna try to be wide receiver one there, like he just shouldn't be in that core. Yeah, but the other guys might be fine not being wide receiver. Like, Tyler Lockett knows he's not wide receiver one. And DK like, might be cool being like, what about like Dallas? Slot? I don't think they got any dough left. Their team's pretty maxed out. Yeah. Gallup's coming back off of IR, too. Okay. There's a lot of, a lot of Patriots talk, but I don't think they can do it. Which would be funny. Mm. The pack would be... I mean, he's he would probably wouldn't be wide receiver one in the Packers. Him, Aaron no, Rodgers and Devontae Adams have such a good. Devontae Adams is way better than Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. And the other guys have been there for a while, and they've kind of like grown those those guys like Lazard and uh, Scantling. Yeah, Valdez. So like, those guys like know the system. You know what I mean? Rodgers kind of gets them. And he's all about like that, like kind of like knowing what they're gonna do. Like he's very much so about like being in rhythm with his guys, um, and like he's just more so with uh, Devontae. Players more, all like, won, which was interesting. That'd be, yeah. But, like that's a lot. You want to talk about too many cooks? I already had that with Stephon Diggs. Yeah. What about the Bills? Stephon and Odell. Beasley? Who the fuck is No. No? I don't think they want to bring him in there. I wouldn't want that for the Bills. I don't think they have the dough or the room or the bandwidth, but the Bucks. I feel like Tom Brady's one of the only guys you can tell Adele to shut the hell up. They're just like a rehab facility center down there for players, like with careers. Yeah, but they're kind of rejuvenating. They bring them back for sure, though. 
Huh? They've been bringing them back though, for sure. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like they've just like brought these guys back, like in their in their careers, or um, had other guys step up that are younger. That. Who knows? Uh, I'll be interested to see where he, he lands, but any other Browns? Any Browns thoughts? Do you think you guys are back now, or do you think that's just like a I think quick it's bounce just, uh, back anomaly? It's a divisional game against the Bengals that we've had your with a little extra juice too. Yeah, like we've had your number the last couple of years, um, but I don't know. It was just nice to see, honestly. Like we, when we are able to score points off of turnovers and get turnovers, we're really hard to beat. I know that's like most NFL teams, but like for us, that's huge because like without them, like I don't know. I just feel like you saying you can't score with Baker. I, I was just trying to say like sometimes like it just feels like we can't produce points where it's like holy crap, dude. We just want like six drives and just did six punts or had yeah. like. I'm excited for you guys Two to pay picks him or a, lot a fumble or what did you say? I'm excited for you guys to pay him a lot of money. I'm very curious how that's gonna go. Max, max, max. Max, max. Yeah. So <clears throat> you don't give It was just it was heartbreaking driving all the way down the field on the opening drive just to throw a pick six in the end zone. Oh, dude, that was something that I was like the whole time I was like, Holy crap, man, like this is you guys are just... I was worried about the game. Honestly, I was like, man, like... I feel like Joey B is going to have our number. Um, you guys went right down the field. And I was like, okay, here it comes. And then I saw that, like... I knew what Chase was going to do there. And I was like, okay, like, we'll see if Denzel can get it. And, like, he just read that play. You know what I mean? Like, I was reading the play because I was right behind. I sat, like, behind that end zone. So I could see that whole thing kind of transpire. And I'm sure that he could, obviously, too. You know what I mean? Like, he's DB at the NFL. So, yeah, when he undercut that, and then there was, like, no one really over there. I was like, okay, like, this is a pretty good shot to go to the house. Like, this is a great start. And then it was, like, three minutes to go in the first quarter, and we finally got the ball on offense. Mm -hmm. You guys had, like, 165 yards, no points. And we're up like fourteen nothing or something like that. Like, and um, went down the field and scored. It's like the one play to whoever DPJ, right? Uh, he bombed it. Might have been it. Yeah. I didn't get to watch. I was hosting people at Friendsgiving, which is fun. But I was getting yanked around all over the place. So it was tough. I just kept looking down the score, expecting us to put a point on the board. And then we never did, really. And I was like, well, this is freaking lame. Nick Chubb ran all over us. But he I mean, tested he... positive for COVID today, so. That's what I'm like, dude. You couldn't have just done that, like, on Friday? <laughs> oh, goodness. Not good. Yeah, it's tough. Well, he probably, it's tough he probably went out and had a hell of a night after Sunday's trouncing of us and got some COVID, unfortunately. So let's start there, Doge. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you first. Scale of one being the eighteen and zero New England Patriots, and ten being the zero and sixteen 
windless lines. Like, where's your panic meter for the bangles right now? I guess I should have maybe flipped those. Either way, carry on. I guess 10's panic. You're a lot of panic. Um, I would say we're currently at a 5. Lot to play still. Eight more games left in the season. However, just lost two games that were ugly. And you've got a tough schedule ahead of you with still to play everyone in your division again. Steelers, Browns, Ravens. Nobody in that division has a losing record. So they're all going to be tough games. We've got to go into Vegas and play the Raiders who have been looking pretty good. And then we have to also play the Chiefs right at the end of the season, too. And they're going to be out for blood because they're probably going to be fighting for the playoffs there as well. So we've got some tough tough games ahead of us. But I believe this team can bounce back and do it. But, man, we cannot be giving up the points we just did to the Jets and the Browns if we want to be back in that playoff conversation. So we're right in the middle. We're at a five. Yeah, I'm like at like a, I don't know. Oh, I'm I'm right there with you. I guess at a five, where I'm sometimes I'm a four, sometimes I'm a six, depending on like what I'm, my thoughts, I guess at their moment. But either way, we're. <clears throat> I think those are just two weird games. Funny enough, I think we got the best game the Jets are gonna play all year. And I think we got the best game the Browns are going to play all year, back-to-back. Which is really unusual, and it doesn't happen. And I think now that we've got to buy, we can kind of reset, recoup, figure out what we did wrong, and attack that. Because, I mean, they literally put Mike White's jersey in the Hall of Fame. Because he had, like, such a good day as a backup. And so, that's, I think, an anomaly. Or... Our defense is somehow just going to be absolute trash after being top 10 for the first nine games of the season or whatever. So I think we're going to right the ship. I think, like I said, just a couple anomaly weird games. Joe's got to fix a couple picks here and there, but he's over, he's doing well. We're moving the ball. Like Dill kind of mentioned, we drove down and we're moving it, and we just happened to make a mistake on the pick, and then we drove down the next drive too, um, but just couldn't close it out as well. So I think we... Uh, I think we'll be all right, but at sometimes I'm just like, man, we got to make sure we protect Joe because he he keeps getting hit a lot, and then our defense. I don't know how we're we giving up so many yards to these quarterbacks who I don't think are good quarterbacks personally. All right. Like, I don't. Not that Baker's bad, but he's not good. Like all time good. Like should be slicing us up, like launching bombs on us, and then Mike White, same thing. So we got to tighten it up, but. I think we still have a good shot of being like a, one of the wild cards, I think. But who knows? We Like you said, Doge, we got a lot of tough games. Bill, where would you put your panic meter if you're a Bengals person? Um, I mean, like, I feel like you guys... <clears throat> five makes sense. I would say a four right now because you have a winning record after uh, being halfway through the game... Uh, or halfway through the season. You... Totally can affect your future by the way that you play. You know what I mean? Like, you totally hold it in your own hands. Like, if you win those divisional games, that's huge. Yeah. Um, if you end up 
pulling it out, a, a nice road victory against the Raiders, that's huge. Like, if you're able to, uh, you know, it's not like you have to chase a bunch of people. Like, everyone in the AFC is pretty close, record-wise. Uh, there's yep. a lot of teams jam-packed in there at that, like, 5-4 and four mark. So, you know, everyone's kind of just duking it out. I I got I saw someone literally say that we should think about trading Joe Burrow, and I wanted to just go find them and just be like, dude, go ahead, unplug and just get out of here, man. Because that's just like we're gonna we're gonna trade a guy because he's had two bad games and he didn't even have a bad game against the Jets. So what are we talking about? <clears throat> right. Yeah. The Browns have probably I will see with Von Miller going to the Rams now, but. Brown's probably the best defense in the NFL, so I'm sorry we didn't hold up against them, I guess. we got to tighten that up. Yeah, that'd be my thought. Speaking of the Rams, kind of laid a stinker this past weekend. <clears throat> Not really, you know, putting up much against the Titans. Yeah, we haven't seen uh, Stafford like that in a while. Yeah, he did not look good. At all. Back to the old lions days there, so... Where would you put the panic meter at for the Rams right now, Dill? Because they looked like they were going to be world beaters. They do bring in Von Miller. They still got Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Cooper Cup, Sean McVay. But so, all right. If you look at them before, the Titans owned them. Yeah, if you look at them before uh, the game, right? <clears throat> you'd say like the panic meter for them is a one, like maybe a two. Like yeah, they've been looking great. It looks like they're kind of just smooth sailing. Like, they totally did the quarterback upgrade with Matthew Stafford. Right. And their defense is already pretty solid. Their wide receivers are good. Like, they look like the team to beat, or one of the teams to beat in the NFC, right? Like, right. I feel like them, the Packers, and the Bucks are probably the three teams. Yeah. And then apparently the Cardinals now, too. So Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, those three or four teams are like the teams to beat, right? Yeah. The Titans come in. They just found out that Derrick Henry, you know, is going to be out for a long time. Um, so going into the game, you're like, no way are the Titans, you know, supposed to beat the Rams, right? Well, it was 3-0, to zero, and then that's when it all starts kind of going downhill from there. And the, the Rams were doing fine against the Titans. The Titans weren't doing anything offensively. And I think they still only had, like, you know, uh, pretty low yardage as far as what they had in the game. So, <clears throat> without, like, those couple things happening where they had that huge, I think it was, like, 14-point swing, you know, in a man, uh, matter of, like, a few minutes of, you know, game time, mm-hmm. that's a totally different game. So, like, it was just, like, that's a totally weird game. When you said the Bengals had some weird games, that's a weird game for the Rams. So, like, I'm still thinking they're, like, a two or three. I don't expect that to happen, like, all the time as before. Like, here and there, they're going to have those those weird games. So, um, you saw with the Bucks against the Saints, again, like, these teams, like, have these weird games. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, everybody's got a weird game here and there. I'm with you. I'd say they're probably, like, a three, two or three. Um, <clears throat> they're going to be in the playoffs, I think, whether it's wild card or... Or their division, they'll just depend on how they do in their division because the Cardinals, like you mentioned, are a very good team as well. So yeah, um, <clears throat> a game behind them now. Yep. So, so we'll see what the Rams do here, but uh, I think he'll be. I think they'll be. He'll be bouncing back and still be a solid team. But the Titans look like they're probably definitely for real. 
Yeah. They've beaten it's a lot a of good teams. A lot of good teams this year. So, I think uh, I got to do some little double check on this stat from from another pod. But I heard in another pod that the Titans have played. Um, they've lost to two teams who weren't in the playoffs last year, and they've beaten like only teams that were in the playoffs last year. So like all seven of their wins are from playoff teams that were from the previous year. So like, yeah. Okay. Not that that necessarily means that they're good teams because of turnover, but... So, I mean, who did they lose to over... Uh, Jets. They lost to the Jets over in England? Yeah. And then who's their other loss? Um, those... Not two and three. But they lose the Eagles, maybe? I'll look it up, but anyway. Either way, they're, uh, they're looking pretty good. Titans are. Does do you have anything to, uh, to add there, bud? the Rams I wouldn't be worrying for the Rams I mean it seems like everybody had a really weird not everybody but there were a lot of weird games this past week I mean like the Bills Jags game like people can have a rough week and still be fine and I like the Von Miller edition um so I think they're gonna be okay yeah they lost to the Cardinals <laughs> yeah they lost to the Cardinals week one the Titans yeah crazy okay. so whatever that's, that's awesome yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, let's move on to the next team. We'll go right to you, Doge, first. Um, <clears throat> we'll go with the Browns. Um, you know, obviously they have a big win this weekend, but they just lost Odell. It's been a, a pretty much a year from hell other than this past weekend in terms of injuries and, I don't know, just the way that they've performed in games that it seems like they could have won or how they started, you know, in some of these other games, but uh, <clears throat> could they have possibly righted the ship? I don't know. Doge, where do you have them on your panic meter? I mean, they're kind of in the same boat as the Bengals. I mean, you got two teams with the same record, um, you know, going to have to play, obviously, the same divisional matchups all the way through, um, so I'd have to just put them right at the five. I mean, it seems like it's a step in the right direction. It would have been higher a week or two ago, but um, Odell's gone. Locker room seems to be together, and uh, they finally put up a bunch of points and, and caught a dub. So they're not out of it yet. Still a tough schedule to go, but uh, they're headed in the right direction. I'm still going to put it at a five, I think. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I'm more of like a <clears throat> at six. I guess six, like seventy-ish, I guess, because you got to figure out, like they got to figure out if Baker's the real deal, like here coming now, and now they he doesn't have the Odell excuse because he's due to be paid some serious money, and the rest of their team seems to be Super Bowl level elite, and if Baker can't get him figured out this year, then I think that they might need to consider going to a different quarterback. So I wouldn't say the panic meter is like, maybe it is closer to a five then. But if if they continue to not be good like they were kind of earlier this year, then I don't know, maybe you got to look at trying to get somebody new. But if they are like spreading it wide and getting everybody the ball and it's kind of everybody eats mentality now, then yeah, you sign them up, lock them, pay them the cash. But... I don't. I don't know. He still misses. It still misses throws. It's not like just because Odell's out of there, he's gonna just be like incredibly accurate all the time. So, yep. 
<clears throat> I think that makes it a lot less. Um, there's a lot less stress on him now. He doesn't have to worry about that, but he's still gonna, you know, maybe not make the right play or be a little bit slow on some reads or something here and there. Bill, where's your panic meter? You're the Browns fan. Yeah, I I would say the uh, I laugh because I would agree with the six or seven. Honestly, it's because we've been like totally depleted from injuries. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Yes, I didn't mention that either too. This year was super injured. It it just you know sucks just, not having a healthy team because. You always wonder, like, oh, what if? You know, we had that great season last year. What if we had a healthy team, you know, coming back? You know, this year, some key pieces that we have, uh, you know, added. And Stefanski having a second year of operations, you know, being in the building and stuff. So it having that what if just sucks. And, yeah, I mean, if you're not healthy... Uh, Baker has to be able to play well. Um, Chubb and Hunt, you know, have kind of been out here and there. Hunt's still out. Uh, Chubb potentially with COVID now is going to be out. So like, these are things that we're missing like key pieces too. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Jadavion Clowney's missed a few games. So like, um, DBs and and some safeties and stuff that we've had you know out here and there or exit the games early. Um, those things just are never good for a team. So as long as we can stay healthy, I think that we'll be okay and make a playoff run, you know, a push for it. Uh, looking at our schedule, it's just, it's super weird because we have a, we have the Ravens on Sunday night, a bye, and then we play the Ravens again the next week. So we play back-to-back games against the Ravens. That's probably not good. Which sucks. Yeah. Like, that's just so weird. But that's kind of like what happened with the uh, Steelers and the Browns last year in the playoffs. Last game of the season and then the playoff game. So that turned out all right for us, at least. Um, I don't like this week's matchup. Uh, five and four teams going into Foxborough, though. Like, Yeah, that's a, that's a big one against the pass this week. If we can get out of that, we'll be 6-4, This will right? really prove if Baker's fixed or not because Belichick... <clears throat> He doesn't mess around. He has a good way of messing around. And he loves to mess with quarterbacks. Yeah, correct. So. If we can get out of this 6-4, and four, beat the pa- uh, Patriots, yes, yes. and then we go home hosting the Lions, that's, I mean, let's give that 7-4. and you, four. you gotta give me a number, dude. You're I panicked. said 6 or 7. Okay. okay. I yeah, yeah, yeah. But you said so. you were just laughing to agree with my 6 or 7. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know if you were going to give me a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's what I was going to say. Well, then give me your Bills panic meter after they laid a freaking massive egg. The, something's going on with the Bills, man. I don't know what it is. But they, like... So they had the best offense and the best defense in the league, right? They, yeah. And then they go into play against the Jaguars, and they just can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say maybe right up there with the Browns, honestly. Because they were expected to have this next giant step forward. And I feel like they kind of just halted. Like, they haven't taken that next step. If anything, maybe they went backwards. But I think the Bills went backwards. <clears throat> From last year? Yeah. Potentially. I thought they looked really good last year. I thought they had a, a, a team that could have won it all. I thought they looked pretty good this year. 
I just don't like their inconsistencies this, this year. I can't hold on. Like, when they look good, they look really good. But they also have times, <clears throat> a lot of times, where they look really bad. So... Where they don't quite fulfill expectations. Sorry, I just saw John Wall at this game, and I was like, what the heck is he doing in New York when he's just on the Houston Rockets? But they have a couple days off, so it kind of makes sense. It's got to be a Detroit to watch him play tomorrow. If they're even making him watch, maybe that's not it. Carry on. Doge, what do you got for the Bills here? What is your number for him? I don't think they need to panic that much. Like I said, there's, there's fluke games. Um, you know, we barely escaped a win against the Jags, too. Um, I mean, it's I would only give them probably... Uh, I'm giving them a three. Because even though the Pats look better than they should be, than I guess than people predicted them to be, I still th- see Buffalo making the playoffs out of that division. If they're not a wild card team, they're going to win the division. There's no one else in that division that's going to challenge them between Miami or the Jets. So it's just the Patriots there. Should they manage to not win the AFC East, they're definitely still going to make the playoffs in my eyes. So I would say just give them a three. People have fluke games, but I think they're still a really solid team. I think the Bills are still, like, super good. I don't know. I know the Titans beat them. And now a couple other teams have. I, I still think that they've got all the tools they need to be a good team. So, And that Titans game could have gone either way. It was in Nashville, and it was just a shootout. Yep. And one thing goes differently. They're a 6-2 and two team, and, you know, they're, they're, they're still very good, I think. I just think they just got pretty unlucky against the Jags here and the Jags are a bit more desperate and the Bills are kind of feeling themselves so Bills get away and I'm going for a two on this panic meter here for the Buffalo Bills. Well, okay. I think I'm going to go with a I don't know, like a six? Maybe a seven here? Just for this season, I wouldn't say for like you know, possibly future, but for this season... I think I'm going to say a 7 for the Kansas City Chiefs. Because while they did beat the Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love and Pat Mahomes have pretty similar stat lines, and one of those guys is an MVP, and the other guy has his first start and like didn't really look very good. So I don't know. The Chiefs just look like they're having, like kind of similar to the Browns, where even though the Browns had their bounce back game, the Chiefs are having a season from hell, it seems like. Yeah. Just and I just can't get it right, and Pat just seems to be off, and their defense just just like a, a letting anybody do whatever they want. So, I'm surprised uh, they got the win this weekend, but I would be worried if I'm the Chiefs. I don't know if they're gonna be. You only have so much time before you know to turn it around, and they, they better start turning it around. So, Doge, what do you think for the Chiefs? They're at a seven for me too. Um, their division's really tough and their defense is atrocious and in the past that's been okay because Mahomes is good for 350 yards and at least three touchdowns every single game Right. but that's not the case this year I mean we even brought it up the last podcast that we had 
in their matchup against the Titans, Derrick Henry had more pass touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes did. Like, there's there's something off there in what was originally just an electric offense. And if they can't rely on that offense, that defense is getting them nowhere fast. So they've they've got to figure something out here soon in a really tough division. And in the AFC, the wild card is pretty competitive. And like I said, I, I definitely see the Bills making it in if they were to be a wild card. So that already takes away a slot that other people could be Patriots fighting for. Are, I don't think the Patriots are going to stay. Who knows? Who knows? But I still think the AFC is incredibly competitive. I mean, anyone from the AFC North yeah, anybody could win is, the good, is good enough to be a wild card team as well. And the AFC West is, is shaping up to be the same way. Nobody there has a losing record either. Right. So there's a lot of teams fighting for a few spots. Um, and some of the other teams that are fighting for those wild card spots seem to have it more together than the Chiefs do. At least right now, for sure. So, um, <clears throat> Dill, you got any Chiefs panic meter rating for us here? say like a seven and a half okay for all the reasons that you guys have listed but that's just where i think it is as far as like i don't know if like priority is the right word but maybe what i prioritize that i think that they'll be able to do in this season versus like what they won't be able to fix Mm -hmm. i don't think i don't know i just feel like pat it's just like too off script all the time. Kind of like Odell, like what you guys were saying. Like he's just always trying to make that like underhand, no look throw. Like whereas before he just kind of did it, in, you know, instinctively. Yep. Like it was just like part of the play. Whereas like now he's like looking for that instead of just making the play. So if he's able to do that, kind of make that transition, I think that they'll be fine. If not, then I think it's going to continue to struggle and turn the ball over and that's not going to be good for them because they have built their team around being able to just run and gun that offense they got, I mean he's been decent like uh, was it Daryl Williams I think right now but they have it seems like they need to get a running game yeah they just don't run the ball because everybody else now is just like alright we're just going to throw out 10 receivers and rush, like, virtually one guy. Obviously, that's not what people are actually doing. But they're like, we're just going to crowd up all the lanes, so that way, even if you do try to throw it to Tyreek or Travis, like, these guys who just can rack up all these yards after catch, we're just going to contain them right away. Right. And so, I don't know if it's, like, necessarily... That's what I'm saying. I think it's just a this-season thing. And I think they're going to have to get rid of Spagnola because their defense is butt cheeks. Yeah. Who knows? But either way, it's not looking good for the Chiefs. But of course, you know, I will not be the man to count out Patrick Mahomes. So I still think there's a chance they could make the playoffs. But until someone statistically says they're not, I'm giving him a chance because that dude's amazing, and they have a ton of talent on their team. So sure. All right, let's move on. Pretty long first quarter, but we got a good second quarter. Should be short, sweet, but a great one. 
Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Let's give a massive congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. Let's clap it up. This stuff, bro. This is... I might even buy some gear. I'm serious. Because this is such an important championship to, to me as a sports fan. I don't root for the Braves. Personally, don't even like the Braves. They whooped the Reds' butt last year. Um, but my gosh, if the Astros would have won, the amount of ridiculous trash we would have been hearing from Astro fans about how their first tra- like championship was legitimate and all this other stuff, it would have been awful. So I cannot thank the Atlanta Braves and all their players enough for getting this championship. We needed it so bad. I'm so glad that they did it in Houston mm-hmm. to just quiet all those fans. And we talked about that. Dill, you were right. It was better in Houston, I think. Ugh, amazing. So, Dill, I'll give it to you now. I mean, God, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, it ended up amazing. being a pretty good series overall. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like the Braves kind of dominated. Like, it never seemed like the Astros had, like, a pulse of the World Series. Like, yeah. They just seemed, I don't know, like, it just seemed like the Braves' year. Um, it was really cool. I don't know if everyone's familiar who uh, with who Ron Washington is. Oh, yeah. But him finally being able to win a World Series after being oh, in the MLB that. after yeah. 50 years. Well, there was some other guy who was with the Braves for like forty nine years and like worked his way up. Crazy. To and like to be with a team or like a higher position. Huh. So, I'm pretty sure. There's some weird stuff about like forty fours, like for Hank Aaron. Yeah. Did you see that stat? Yeah. There was like forty four wins before, forty four wins after. Something about forty four days. Andre after. passed. Oh, that's crazy. Uh. After the all-star break. I was like, that's nuts. I was like, I don't think that makes any sense, but... But yeah, there's like a lot of 44s that somebody found and related to the Braves this year, so... It's just an 88-win team. There's all these monster, mega, 100-win-plus teams. And the Brave, the banged-up Braves, too. They weren't even at full strength. Yeah, dude. I mean, they were... It just goes to show you, I mean, they were a full team. Yeah, they're loaded. Dansby Swanson finally, like, played, like, a number one overall pick. Yeah. Like, where he actually, like, played well. Um, a lot of their midseason they transactions. Their, they didn't even have their MVP guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I mean Freddie having... Freeman's MVP stunt level guy, but. Sure. Malone couldn't do couldn't, yeah, yeah. He's, he's the new one. Doge. Are you ecstatic, elated, grateful? Uh, give me, what are you, give me your, your feelings to describe the Braves beating the, the Cheaters. Yeah, I was thrilled. Uh, really enjoyed watching it. Um, you know, it, it did actually seem like it was, it was going to be a little close after a while though. I, I did feel like the, the Astros were kind of coming back when they split it in Houston and then they came back and split the first two games in Atlanta. I was thinking, man, this is not the way I wanted it to go. But the Braves were able to turn it around and finish it up and then close it out in Houston and 
in dominant fashion just to really put them down in that last game was awesome. So, so I mean, that I was I was run. thrilled to see that. Yeah. I mean, the oh man, the bombs they were hitting in Game Six, it was just unreal. They were going off. It was really fun to watch and uh, happy for those guys. And like you guys mentioned, to, to lose your you know star player in Acuna in the season and still come through and and be able to push and not only make the playoffs but then fight some pretty tough teams along the way to then take down the Astros at the end. I mean, it was a great series and really happy for them. Love to see them put down the Astros, though. That was even more important. And seeing uh, Charlie Morton break his leg the series before. That was in that series, I thought. That was, the, that was game one of the series. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Exactly. That's how long the series kind of felt. Yeah. Yeah, for him to go out game one was was tough because you knew that if you got deep enough to where you would have him back, like if he was healthy, he would have been back in, you know, game five or six pitching. And obviously they weren't going to have that option when he went down. So right. it's like, man, now we've they had to pitch a lot out of their bullpen, which was right off the bat. Really crazy to watch. Yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah, Freed was their first pitcher to even make it six innings, right? Yeah. Of any of the games in the series, yeah, so he, he did that in the last one. He had a heavy right. game. I'm just, I can't, I can't describe how happy I am about it. I'm it was serious. Great. It, it was fun to watch. As a person, I had no investment in either team. Oh, I was fully, for, I was fully invested in the Braves. I'm like, saying, there was like, no, I've, I was about as invested as if the Reds were in the World Series, like. In terms of like, I could not let the Astros win that man. Sure. Like, oh my gosh! I'm so glad that they didn't. It's it's beautiful. Um, I don't know. We'll see if the Braves are obviously going to retool. So, the do you think that they have a good chance of repeating next year? I don't think there hasn't been a repeat. I thought the Dodgers were going to do it this year because yeah, they retooled sure. pretty heavy, but there hasn't been a repeat. I don't think since the Reds. Back in the day, uh, or maybe the Yankees had to have done it, right? I was gonna say it might have been the Yanks in between then, but uh, it's not very common. Yeah, they won. They had a three-peat, I think. Yeah, so that's probably them. But either way, it's not very common. That was like twenty years ago, right? So usually it's just a one and a one and a one and a one. So we'll see who who's off and who's up next. But I mean, it's such a long season that it's hard to like. That's exactly what I was thinking. You know what I mean? like 162 games, and and then to have to win those playoff series. I mean, that is one heck of a fight for someone to to do back to back. Well, right. especially if you you know don't get that. Uh, I mean, in the you only get five games, right? You know, for the first round out of the wild card, right? right. So, you know, you just have like a bad game or two, and you're down two zero. You got to win three straight all of a sudden. You know what I mean? That's that's tough in a season, uh, or excuse me, in a series versus in a season. You know, in a ten game stretch, you might go seven and three, but this is just the back half right. of going zero oh and two, and then you go seven and one. You know what I mean? So it's weird how it plays out over the course of a long season, um, and it just really makes everything more dramatic in that shorter series, and just you know, exaggerated like all your mistakes and and everything else so 
It's hard to repeat. It's hard to repeat. I thought the Rays would, would go back, too. I, I was like, hey, you know what? We have our, our, our guys, like, minus glass now, which kind of sucked not having. But I just, there's, the way the Dodgers tooled up, I thought there was no way they weren't going back. Oh, for sure. I, they were like, like, that was like. A stamp it. Like, yeah. stamp it lock, guaranteed. Lock it in. But, of course not. That's why we play the games, folks. Doge. We got to say um, a sad goodbye to, you know, hopefully a future friend of the pod, but just a guy we admire on the pod. Tucker Barnhart traded to the Tigers from the Reds. Reds legend, been here for a while, fan favorite. Saw that. Maybe not like, you know, the best player, but really gritty, tough player. A guy who I loved, this is what I loved about him, you couldn't really steal on that dude. He, he threw a lot of people out. And I don't know if we'll be able to replace that, but I I really enjoyed him on our team. Um, so sad to see you go, Tucker. We appreciate you. And you know what, Doge? Why don't we just go ahead and get ahead of it right now, and just go ahead and say, uh, Nick Castellanos, it was great to have you, man. Um, opted out from the Reds. I, there's no freaking chance. I think he signs with us, and we offered him a qualifying offer. He's of course going to turn that down. And then we'll offer him money, and then, like, the Yankees or the Angels or the Dodgers or somebody's going to offer him more money. So get out in front of it ahead of time. Nick Castellanos was next to, I don't know, like, guy. he is, like, a top five red for me, man. I've really enjoyed him so much and all of his great red quotes. So I would love to bring him back, but I'm not going to trick myself into thinking that. So... Yeah, I mean, to to touch on both, Tucker Barnhart, great red, two-time Golden Glove while he was there with us. Um, yeah. You know, he was he was great. Um, but on the silver lining there, him and Tyler Stevenson combined to be the best catching duo as far as not letting balls through um, and, and throwing people out. Like, Tyler Stevenson also was, was playing really well when we did have him in, and he's got a live bat. So if we got to replace tuck um i'm glad we have a guy like tyler stevenson there um also the hope being that with like tyler stevenson or sorry not tyler stevenson tucker barnhart departing and then also don't do it to yourself doge come on don't do it wade miley wade miley moving as well that there could be some (sighs) cap freed up might be some money out there to offer I also saw an article today from CBS Sports that said, where do you think Sonny Gray, Joey Votto, and somebody else are going to land when the Reds keep selling off all their players? So, well, Joey Votto, I think the last year of his contract, I think, is 22. Yeah. So we'll see about that. But we can't worry about that now. We've got to worry about what's in front of us. And uh, I think we have a chance of getting Castellanos. He really liked it in Cincinnati. And if we can offer him a competitive pay... We had a good team. I, I feel like I back. should do like a Sir Yacht type challenge. Like if we get Castellanos, like I should like do something ridiculous. Because I would thoroughly enjoy. We got to get the uh, we'll get the cheap seats interns into the think tank, and we'll think of a punishment for you. Okay. If, yeah. if Castellanos signs, I I like that idea. I can, can uh, <sighs> Listen, I'll do it. I'll I can, shave. I, I will full on shave the stash. I can see him as a Red Sox dude. Don't start putting any other like. Give me the justice, Dylan. Of he's at least still a Red. 
He is now. Like, yeah. get that out of here. I'm just saying that I could see him, like... I don't even want... Ugh, that would bother suck. the hell out of me. It'd suck. Anyway. A Red Sox. They don't spend... They're, they're broke, dude. They can't spend any money. They can't afford Mookie Betts. The they best, have, one of the best players in baseball. They have money, dude. They have Why all... would they buy Castellanos? Okay. Our good friend JP Big Time Peters. They literally said that uh, would be insufferable if Castellanos went to the Red Sox. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to talk to him. No. <laughs> I'd have to. I'd have to have a third party person being the middleman in all of my conversations a with mediator. him. Mediator. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Tell JP I said this. Right. I wouldn't be able to talk to him. I don't even know if I could do I'd have to have two mediators. I wouldn't even be able to hear it from one. <laughs> I would need it like watered down. <laughs> oh man. That would be heartbreaking. From the Reds the Red Sox. I'm with you, Doge. All of his quotes seemed like he loved Cincinnati. Love the vibe. The town obviously loves him. Um, yeah, I'd like to think that they're they're pretending to um, cut some cap to try to find a way to get him some money. But I just, I think they're gonna do that, and then they're he's not gonna sign, and it's gonna look really dumb, and it's gonna stink. But <clears throat> I could be wrong. We have a we have a really good team, and I, we got to try to capitalize on it yeah Jonathan India rookie of the year like oh no I'd love it I want it I want it but let's go um <clears throat> let's move on here to halftime one more time shouts out to the Braves um Doge right back at you where can we find the clubhouse specific stuff yeah we're on Facebook at the clubhouse Twitter and Instagram are clubhouse underscore TCSN. Clubhouse underscore TCSN. For the Cheap Seats Network, right, Dill? Huh. Well, I'm glad that you asked about the Cheap Seats Network. So, on Facebook, that's all you have to type in. The Cheap Seats Network, alright? Mm-hmm. And then, on Twitter, listen carefully. The underscore cheap underscore seats. No SN. But what does it stand for? No one ever knows. Lots of guesses have been taking place. I've got this one. Wow. And it's not going to be it because it never is. No. But I've got it this time. There's no relevancy here. Never is. Sometimes. This one is kind of relevant, but it, it is what it is. Mine is sophomore Ooh. Naismith. Sophomore what? Naismith. Oh, no. Not even close. Yeah, it's never close. I'm going to say sooner nights because the clock changed. Okay. And the night's coming quicker. That doesn't obviously make it is relevant. That is relevant. No, I'm a keep it relevant type guy, you know. No. Yeah, I am. SN stands for solid nerfs, as in Warzone had an update with some solid nerfs. 
You know? Boo. I don't, but I will take your word for it. Move what on. got nerfed recently, Dill? No idea. What to nerf Dill's SNs? That's actually a good call, T. Some sweet nerf. Sweet nerf, dude. Uh, Thanks, dude. <laughs> what did the... I'm on, no, we're not. Alright, let's move on. Third quarter. <clears throat> Third quarter. We'll keep it short, we'll keep it sweet. I've got one or two stats for you, but I'll let you guys talk about it first. Do you guys like the new NBA rules with the new foul changes? Um... Do you notice a difference in the games? Um, are and there are, are there any surprising teams? Like, is anybody sticking out to you real early, quick? Like, uh, and we're not too deep into the season, so it's quick to judge. But any early impressions? Doge, I'll hit you first. I like the rule changes. I think the game flows a little bit better. Some of just the lame, like cheap fouls before you're like, oh come on, seriously, that's a foul. Like he jumped into him when he was shooting. Um, just little things like that. Like I, I do like it. I think it gets rid of some of the cheap fouls that we would all just roll our eyes at in the past. And I think that's an improvement. Just makes the game more fun and watchable. And I enjoy them. I totally agree. The games are noticeably quicker. Um, that I, you know, we went to that Cavs game. It was quicker than any NBA game I'd been to. Um, watching on TV, they've been quicker that way. Um, the stat I will give you, um, is both James Harden and Trey Young, two kind of poster childs for this rule, are both down three attempts per game on their free throws per game. So they're both around, hovering around eight, just under eight, uh, for Trey, I believe. And Harden, I think was just over eight or maybe right around nine, last season and they're both just over um or just under five so they're a significant dip in their free throws per game and uh even more you know diving deep in the stats that's team giving me some great juice for this this segment here james harden only has one game with 10 free throw uh more than 10 free throw attempts so he is not getting to the line at all which used to be his bread and butter he used to get to the line 20 times a game and then hit you with 23s, and that's how he'd win. And it doesn't seem like he's able to do that right now. So I don't know if he uh, is not in shape or if it's these new rules, but it seems like the rules are really affecting him and Trey Young and some of these other guards who used to kind of take advantage of the rule that they had before, which, you know, obviously if the rule's there, take advantage of it. But now it seems like it's not working out for him. So, Dill, what do you think about the new rule? Yeah, I'm curious to see how the adjustment is over the course of the year like i think right now maybe he's still trying to figure out like he's like okay like i'm just gonna keep doing what i'm doing they're gonna eventually you know get back to calling it maybe um yeah i mean that's a huge part of his game so like for james harden specifically you know he needs to get going from the line that opens up a lot of other things gets people in foul trouble i mean Mm -hmm. all sorts of other things you know and dominoes start falling from that so yeah, I mean, that's definitely, if we were doing a panic meter, it's definitely up there, you know, for maybe yeah. like a seven. Um, for Trey Young, same kind of ordeal. I mean, he's a smaller guard, so. The Hawks, dude, what the heck? Their record's terrible. 
Is it? I don't... Dude, they're like as bad, and the only reason I know is because here we are. They're as bad as like the Celtics right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're I, four and seven. I will say the other thing with the uh, not not reviewing like the end of the game out of bounds type stuff. Amazing. Amazing. Big upgrade. Amazing um, upgrade. The NBA overall does really well uh does really well at, you know, making adjustments like that and just like kind of staying current, making sure that the Just like the NFL and the taunting rule, right? <laughs> um just making sure that the game is like constantly improving. You know what I mean? Like they're always looking for ways to like, okay, what can we do? And I feel like most of the time they execute, so this is just another instance where I feel like so far it's uh, working out. Yeah. I, I, I really like it. I, like I said, I think it just really speeds up the game and makes it more fun. One of the things that I used to, I don't know if I bitched about it on the pod or not, but I know I did to both of you guys out, off the pod, was mm-hmm. like, you would never get any of those like, all right, drive down, like we used to get them all the time, where it's like, this is Paul Pierce versus LeBron, and for the next minute and a half, these guys are just going to go at it back and forth, shot for shot for shot for shot. And they that just didn't happen very much anymore in the NBA because of all these ticky-tacky fouls and how, I mean, obviously it's much easier to win a game if you can get to the line. That's the easiest shot in the game. That's why it's called a free throw. So, um, I don't know. I, I really, really like it. And I'm, I'm excited to see it. Um any teams that are standing out to you guys real quick before we move on to the fourth? The Heat are the real deal. It seems like the Bulls are the real deal in the East. Cavs are, are no joke. Evan Mobley's a, a, a certified beast yep. on defense. I can't believe the Pistons are still undefeated. Oh, wait, never mind. They're still garbage. That stinks for the Pistons. Sorry, Chuck. Have they won yet? Yeah, they have. They've got one win. I think they beat... Because uh... for a while, it was the winless Detroits. Yeah, that was sad. That was a sad time. And Dwayne Casey was just like, we're... I beat the Spurs. Gonna keep trying, you know? On oh, my birthday, nice. That's all we can do is keep trying. Yeah, that was, yeah. They beat the Spurs. Yeah. On your birthday? It's before the season started. Mm-hmm. The season started October 19th. They beat the Magic. Okay. Right before Halloween. Okay. Poor Pistons. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. The Warriors look really good, too. I will go the Western oh, Conference. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Celtics, I'm not even going to get into it. I'm not going to address it right now. It's early. Boy, it's early. It's rough. We, we smoked the heat, which was huge. I was worried about that game. Sure. And we looked like that was like what the Celtics look, used to look like when we played defense all the time. So hopefully we can get back to it. Hoping to get our buddy John Corrales on soon to figure out what's going on. Um, I don't know, just weird. Like, let me just read this. If the playoffs ended today, it's such a weird... For the East. Heat, Bulls, Wizards, Sixers, Cavs, Nets, Knicks, Raptors. Playing teams are the Bucks and the Hornets. Sitting on the outside, Celtics, 
Hawks, Pacers, Magic, Pistons. Wow, it's weird. It's weird having the Celtics out there, that's for sure. Hawks too, dude. I thought the Hawks were going to be a top, top seed. I thought the Hawks were going to be good as well. I mean, obviously, one of the surprise teams for sure being the Cavs. Ricky Rubio went absolutely off the other night. He made his eight eight of his he made his first eight threes. Like missed his ninth three. I think it took him nine three pointers for him to miss. Just crazy. That, that game that we saw against the Blazers in Cleveland, T they played really well there too. It's kind of a tight game. Looked like they were going to maybe be losing it, and then in the second quarter they shot the lights out. Yeah. And we're able to hold off the Blazers when they started to come back at the end. Yeah, that was a good game. <clears throat> Especially the little game time action there. Oh, yeah. Um, I got to go while we're still here in the East real quick. Dude, Scotty Barnes, holy crap. He's dominating for the Raptors. Like, I thought they were going to be a bad team this year, trying to go to maybe tank mode. <clears throat> right. No, no. He's got... 16.6 points per game, 8.7 rebounds, 2.4 assists, 1.2 steals, and 0.7 blocks. Where's As a from? goddamn rookie. From where? Florida State. I knew he was going to be solid, but I didn't think he was going to be that solid. Like, stuff in the stat sheet solid, man. So, good for Scotty Barnes and the Raptors. Looks like they got another wing who's versatile can create his own offense. So, uh, this dude for Duke, number five, is really smooth. Sorry to interrupt. Um, kind of looks like Jalen sucks. Yeah, he's long like Tatum, too, though. He's 6'10". Um, that's all I got for the East there. Any other Eastern? I'll, I'll get to the Western standings here. Bucks are starting off slow. Slowest we've seen them. Uh, yeah, I think I saw a championship hangover. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they're they're banged up right now too. So. Last couple of years. Here's a they're a little banged up. On your Raptors point, T Van Vliet's been money too as well with the absence of Lowry going into the Heat. Like he, uh, he's stepped into his role as there as well. Is he really fantasy. Yeah, I've got Van Vliet. I've got them both. I've got Lowry and Van Vliet on my fantasy team. He's uh, Fred's been nice, dude. Yeah, I think right now in fantasy, he's like number two for points in his position. Yeah, I I like I've always liked him, man. He's always been a solid, solid guy, you know. Fred Van Vliet is a Celtic killer, dude. He'd be first team all Celtic killer. I never saw him being this good in the NBA. No. At a Wichita State, like. Well, no. Because no. I think he's this pretty good. Dude, no way. I thought he was going to be a nice scrappy bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like what like, he was. Yeah, now he's like, yeah, I'm full getting, grown, I'm like, giving you buckets. Now, like, so. guy. Like, don't don't rest on me. Look at Doja's Just start, a full grown guy. That's a full grown guy. You got guy. a short, dude. Yeah, that's a full grown guy right there. <clears throat> that's a cop. It's, also, it's also in hat hair mode because I've been wearing that's hat true, all day. That's true. But I got it. I got a short little cockatiel. Oh, Here's yeah. the Western standings for oh. you. If it ended today, the nine and one Warriors, Utah Jazz, Dallas Mavericks, Phoenix Suns, Memphis Grizzlies, Denver Nuggets, and the Jokic power shoulder, the L.A. Clippers, 
Los Angeles Lakers, and then the plan would be Portland versus Sacramento. With the Thunder, the Timberwolves, the Spurs, the Rockets, and the Pellies. Rockets and Pellies both with one win. That All seems about right. Being in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Portland, do you think, would bump up a little there? I could see the Thunder fighting their way up a little bit. I think they'll want to tank, so I doubt that, but yes. The games they've been able to come back from, especially the two against the Lakers, that team's just never out of any game. I was say, I think they've just only beaten the Lakers, though, and I think the Lakers, that's just like a Laker problem more than a Thunder being good thing. I don't know. I'm a big, I'm a big Shea believer. Listen, I'm no Shea doubter. I just think that they're going to tell Shea that they're going to, like, Hey, like we're gonna tell you, you got a hammy here and sit out a bunch here and there because they want to build because they don't really have too much right there still. But I like their, I like Shea, man. I think they're a scrappy team that can give people problems, and I think that could that could make them fight their way up a little bit. I agree. I still, uh, I expect them to kind of just be right where they're at. I'd imagine right around that spot. Because it looks like the Rockets and the, the Pelicans are going to be yeesh. bad. Hopefully Zion will come back and, and make them a little bit nicer. Surprised to see the Grizzlies so high right now. Hopefully they keep it there. Do you anticipate the Warriors staying at number one? Uh, and they obviously don't have Clay yet, so like it's probably only going to get better. I wouldn't good. be surprised, man. I think Steph's at a completely different level. It seems like the Warriors are back to giving a shit again. I know that sounds weird to say, but it seems like when they knew that they were going to be injured, that they were just like, all right, well, I guess we'll just kind of like, we'll do this, but we're just getting through the motions. Like, Draymond Green looks like he's back. Steph looks yeah. like he's way back. Well, you know what it took was them getting Andre Iguodala. Well, I mean, <laughs> you want to talk about laser beams pointed down, game on the line, down two. You need a three-pointer. Like, who are you going to count on? Steph Curry or Andre Iguodala? Like, I'm taking Andre Iguodala. That gets me every time. It's the dumbest take ever. It's it'll never it'll never not make me laugh. Does he not look like Jalen Suggs? He does, kind of. A little bit. Hey, tell you what, though, he's smooth, man. The Rock. Oh. Cabolo? Is that why you? Oh, I'm looking at the wrong guy. Paolo. Blanchero. Blanchero. He's looking good. Sure. Number four in the top 100. It's a big yawn from Doge there as we move into the fourth quarter here. All right. <laughs> NBA's looking good. We love the new rules. Let's keep it up. Celtics, let's write the ship. We're not trading Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons. That's a freaking joke. Good on you, Daryl Murray, for getting that story out, but come on. Fourth quarter, we're going to do our clubhouse college football playoff rankings. So we're going to just give our top ten teams right now. Do we want to each do ten? Like, is that how we're going to do it? Or do we want to each just give our ten? Um, how do you guys want to break this down? Do you want to do six through ten and then... Five through one. Yeah. 
in that order. We start at six and then go down to ten and then start at five and go down to one. So I was like, that's interesting. (laughs) Yes. I want that order. It's unorthodox, but I'm in still. Just crazy enough to work. Alright. No, I'm down. I'm down. Let's break it up into the different, the the fives. Alright, Doge, lead it off then. You have yours here. So am I starting at six? (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm going to start at 10. Yeah, start at 10. All right, so my 10 is going to look different. Obviously, we just had the college football playoff rankings released while we were recording earlier. So things are a little different than what I have, but I'm going to roll with it. I've got Texas A&M breaking into the top 10 at number 10. Big win against Bama, 7-2. They've got a lot of fight in them. Um. So I'm putting them at 10. I've got Oklahoma State at 9. We're undefeated until a tough game against Iowa State. Um, But still a very tough squad. And uh, I think they deserve kind of that that top area of the top 10 mark. So number 9 is Oklahoma State. Got the Fighting Irish at 8. Notre Dame. Michigan State coming in at 7. Tough loss against Purdue. But Purdue's been kind of that that team, taking down Iowa earlier and then taking down Michigan State here. So <clears throat> have them dropping out of the playoff into number seven. And then I've got Cincinnati sitting at six right now. Wow. Okay. Wow. I like it. Bill? Yeah. Give me yours. Um, All right. It's so number 10. Type your mind up. Number 10, I'm not putting Texas A&M in there. Um, yes, they have a good win, but just not feeling them in the top 10. Not feeling Jimbo. But I got number 10, Notre Dame. Brian Kelly's. Fighting Brian Kelly's. Number 9. Brian Kelly's, wow. Number 9. Uh, I'm going to go Oklahoma State. Yep. Number eight. I'm going to go with uh, Michigan. Put Michigan number eight. Uh, And then I'm going to put Michigan State number seven. Have them be there. And I think I'm also going to have UC at six. All right, boys. Let's hear it, T. Listen, I'm a big, I'm a big, big game guy. So Texas A&M's coming in here at ten. I think they deserve to be there. You, you go beat Alabama. That deserves some credit. So I got Texas A&M coming in here at ten. I got Oklahoma State coming in at nine. I think we've all got that pretty yeah. locked in there. Yep. Number eight, I got Notre Dame fighting Brian Kelly's. I think. Oh. Is that all everyone's locked there as well or no? That was my lock. Dill yeah. had them at 10, I think. 10. Okay. Number seven, I got the Wolverines of Michigan. Number six, I have Oklahoma. OU, the Sooners. Boomer, Sooner coming in at number six. Okay. I just don't. Big 12. Just doesn't get me jazzed up. There's no defense in there, and they barely beat some of these teams. It doesn't. They're not like 
smoking some of these teams I think they should be beating. So. Sure. While they are undefeated, they do look good. They're not, they're not, they're not in my playoff. So, we go to top five. Let's do it. Back. Yeah. Number five. The Ohio State University. Coming in, I think they're good. I think they played pretty good this season. They've, you know, Big Ten has a lot of good teams. They've kind of showed up in a lot of those games, but I was there against the Ducks. I watched them live. They did not look like a playoff team. Then, have they gotten better since then? Probably. But I'm holding it against them. Sue me. Buckeyes are, are five for me. Doge. Number Cinco. I have Oregon at five. It's it's tough between those two, which to give the nod to. Obviously, Oregon beat them in the head-to-head. But the loss to Stanford... Bad was man. not really a great loss. So if they're both going to have one loss, even though the head-to-head loss for Ohio State is to Oregon, I I didn't like the Stanford loss, and that's why I put Oregon at five. Dill? I'm also putting them at five. So. I just don't think Pac-12 is that good. Uh, I'll beg for forgiveness from the polar bear later. Even if uh, even if they were on the road at Ohio State as their biggest win, they beat um, them. That's what I'm saying. Like that's like that was their biggest win, like on the road, probably all time. It's like the biggest <clears throat> win, maybe I guess probably Texas A&M against Alabama, but that was at home. That might be the biggest win of, of college football, I'd say. Purdue maybe. I'm just saying that, like, I don't think that even with that win, that Oregon necessarily is one of the best teams in the country. That's fair. So, I have them at five. I don't think they're playoff worthy right now. Number four, Dill. Run it back. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to Oklahoma here. I think that mm-hmm. with Caleb Williams, their new quarterback instead of Spencer Rattler, uh, they've seemed to hit some sort of strides. Came on through six tutties in their last game. Heisman favorite. Um, yeah, right. They're still undefeated in, um, you know, in, in the Big Twelve, which is still a conference. You know the, I, I uh, still for like a little bit. So I mean, they're the third best conference. I think it's a SEC, Big Ten. I'm just saying, like a little bit, like they're gonna be and then Oklahoma and Texas leave. They're not gonna be a conference anymore. Like they'll be just like. Sure. Maybe worse than the Pac-12. Yeah, Probably. That's what I was saying. Like, <clears throat> like, Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Oklahoma number four. <clears throat> that, the, they're good this year, for sure. But it'll be interesting to see how the committee looks at them after that. So those are two big clubs when Oklahoma and uh, Texas join the SEC. Yeah. I don't know when that is, though. I think 2025... I thought it was sooner than that. I don't know. Who knows? I don't think it's like next season though. Obviously, you gotta they play out the contracts. Right. Teams. <clears throat> Doji, number four. Number four is where I have Ohio State, just ahead of Oregon. 
um, sneaking into the playoff there. I just give a little bit more credit to the Big Ten crew right now. They've got some tough games ahead of them still. They've still got to play Michigan State. They've still got to play Michigan. But as of right now, I'm going to drop them into that four slot. I would never. I've got UC Bearcats right there right now. Undefeated. Uh, you know, they've they've got the resume. I think they deserve it. Uh, you know, while they aren't maybe looking so great against some some of these wins, they have a good bowl game last year. Um, if we're not going to put in the, you know, I obviously don't have Uncle Oklahoma in here this at this point, but if we're not going to put in some of the undefeated teams, then at this point, what are we doing? I think Oklahoma will get in by the end when some of these other teams possibly lose out. But uh, right now, I've got <clears throat> UC at my number four. I think they'll probably probably remain there, even if some other teams fluctuate if, in mine. And my number three, coming in, quack, 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 Oregon Ducks, beating the Ohio State Buckeyes in their home court. Uh, big win. Stanford loss, obviously not great, but if we're comparing losses, um, uh, obviously not great, but if we're comparing wins, I think they have the biggest win of college football this year, which is undeniable. They're in the Pac-12, which is still one of the whatever power five even though it's really just a power two if we're being honest big ten and sec um but i think that that still carries some weight i think that that win carries a lot of weight i think they like the ducks this blue court is wild um for the memphis tigers right now they were they started off the game on a 15 and nothing run good for them um but I just think they've got a good resume. They've they've looked pretty good. Um, their defense is good. They've proven that they can play in big games and play in big games not in their home court. So I think they have a, they deserve a shot at the title as of right now. We'll see if they can hold up um, as they continue out with the Pac-12 stuff. Doge, who do you have here at number three? My number three is where I drop Bama. They've got the one loss to a team that I think is top ten. I think the college football playoff ranking actually had a&M at 11. Um, that's the one loss that they have. Other than that, they've been pretty solid. Tough matchup against LSU this past weekend. Uh, very few rush yards, but they are still able to squeak it out. Um, so I think they're still a very good team. We'll have to see what happens. Um, if they were to be a two-loss team or a three-loss team at the end, might want to squeak them out. But as of right now, I've got them there at number three. Yeah, it'll that if they win out, the Georgia Bama game will be interesting to see how that the outcome of that how that turns out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you got here for three? Uh, this is where I'm putting OSU. I think that they are able to blow out the teams they're supposed to, minus the game they just had against Nebraska, where they kind of just struggled on the road a little bit, but still found a way to win. Um, the next three games are going to be very telling for them, where they can definitely move up to, I think, a two-seed if they win, including their championship, um, conference championship, if they get there uh, for four games in a row. Because it's going to be... Let me read it again. <clears throat> Next week is at, uh, at home against Purdue, who's ranked 19th now. And then it's at home against Michigan State, who's ranked 7th. And then at Michigan, who's 6th. 
So the next three weeks is 19th, 7th, and 6th ranked in the country. And then you're going to play your conference championship against um, what it looks like probably... Wisconsin probably. It's going to be... Well, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Purdue, and Iowa are all tied at 4-2. and two. Oh, so it could be a lot of people there. So that is a total toss-up as far as who they're going to play. But they're going to play one of those four teams, uh, three of which are ranked. So... If you have four ranked wins in a row, I feel like you in your conference championship, you end the season off that one loss week two to Oregon at home, like that's a two seed in the playoff for sure. If not a one. I mean if Georgia a one? Ends, I mean if Georgia ends up going down before the championship game. Alabama Alabama would be one. Alabama beats them. Alabama would still be one. They were lost on the road. Yeah, I mean... It'll anyway, be a tough conversation, but I I don't see OSU bouncing to one. I'm saying that that's like a potential... <laughs> They'd have to put UC at one, dude. They're freaking undefeated. Yeah, but that's not who they're playing, dude. They aren't playing these ranked teams. So, uh, their strength of schedule is not there. Well, they're ranked, yeah, sure, they're ranked right now, but <clears throat> Purdue's going to be ranked, and then they're not going to be ranked again. Because they had one good week. But it's like, are they ranked when you play them, though? That's like the thing. You know what I mean? Like, well, are they ranked at the end of the season? I think matters, too. Sure. Like, it definitely is a factor. I mean, I'm just saying, if we want to sit here and twist this argument however we want, there's any way we can twist it. Right. For any team. But we all know Georgia's won. There's no debate in that. I think that's for sure. <clears throat> so. Anyway, I had Ohio State number three, but that's why. <laughs> I just don't understand how they can be ahead of Oregon, in my opinion. Like, it, the head-to-head matters so much to me, personally. But we'll carry on. That's a, I'm not unpacking those worms. But that's where I stand. <clears throat> Go to number two, Dill. We're snaking sure. it. Bama. I mean, there you go. And the number one. I'm just going to say number one because it's going to be Georgia. I think we all have that. Yeah, we right? don't even need to say number one. They should be number one. They're, I think they... They've been dominant, dude. Doge, number two. Uh, number two is not a popular opinion, but I'm, I'm putting it there. I was My number two is Oklahoma. They are, between them and Georgia, they're the only two undefeated Power 5 schools left. And I think you got to give them the credit for that. That's why I put them at two. I know the college football playoff ranking won't even put them Top seven. I think they have an eight right now, but which is absurd. Sure, as, as sure. If, the Big Twelve is weaker this this year, but if you're a Power Five school that's undefeated at this point, I think you got to be in the playoff, and I'm putting them at two because of that. And they definitely look at history too, and it's not like Oklahoma hasn't been there multiple years, right? So that's a joke that they can't even put them higher than what they did. Like that's crazy. They aren't. You know what I mean? They started off kind of shaky. But that was with them starting like Rattler, and they've been blowing He's not. Out. He's not in the situation now. So just, I don't know. That's what it. Might I mean, be. it has to be. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's what that's what that is for the Big Twelve. They just blow people out. I don't know. Yeah. Like they'll just get into a game with one of these teams that actually has a good defense, and then they might not be able to score, and then it'll be like, oh well, look at that. Georgia just put up forty-eight points in Oklahoma. Like, yeah. For 
All I know is, is if UC's undefeated at the end, they might as well just give him a chance because I'm tired of seeing whoever else get their ass kicked by Georgia and Alabama. Like, why not just let UC get their butts kicked this year? Like, who cares? Or, I don't know. Yeah, like, it's their year. Like, they ran the table. Like, they should get to go. Like, I know the Notre Dame win doesn't seem that big, but that's a big freaking win. Yeah. Like, in Notre Dame? Yeah. That's a great win for them. But they nearly lost to Navy, who at the time only had one. Or they nearly beat Navy. At the time only had one win. I think they were one and five or one and six. The game against Tulane was closer than it should have. And then they, they could have tied Tulsa if they don't fumble the ball at the one-yard line with a minute left. Tulsa had the chance to score a touchdown and get the two-point. That would have been an overtime game against another Eh, team. I mean, we would have, could have, should have, anybody, any of these teams. So, I agree. When we were, or when I was Alabama watching the game. Alabama undefeated right now, and then they'd be number one, and then it wouldn't even, this would be a whole different sit, or. When I was watching the UC game, they said the that Ducks Tulsa. fall asleep against Stanford, then, that, like, they're probably number two, you know? Right. It said that Tulsa has, the last 14 games, been in a one-possession game. So, like, That's Tulsa crazy. just plays, like, people close. That's bonkers. So. The Navy game, they got a couple late tutties, but that they were ahead pretty handily for most of it. Uh, UC? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it did, uh, I don't know, I think it was a different well, game. Well, and also because they played, uh, they played Georgia really well last year in that they uh, did. Sugar Bowl. Right. So, it's like. I understand Georgia looks really good this year, and they didn't look as good last year, but it's still an SEC team they played really strong against. And it's like, hey, look, you never know. Like, maybe this is a team that can get it done. So I'm with you on if they run the table, you have to have them. If not, then it's just point. They, like, shouldn't, even, the they shouldn't even show up. They yeah. should just not even play the games. Cause don't gonna, offer they it don't, to anybody else they outside don't of the Power have Five. The, yeah, they don't have a chance to win the championship. You're right. Power Five then at that point. And have their own, barely even Power have their Five. Own it's like system. SEC... Big Ten, uh, Big Twelve, and then like maybe we'll sneak in a Pac twelve here and there to make them feel good. Right. But if we can get to SEC to Big Ten, like we might as well. Like that's kind of what it seems like their their motto is. Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't know. And then the ACC has nothing this year, other than if Wake Forest would have kept winning, but they lost. Either way, we know Georgia and Bama are gonna shake shuffle that up, so that isn't gonna stay that way. Ohio State, like you said, they've got a gauntlet coming up, but sure that they'll win it. I we'll see. Yep. Obviously, that could propel someone else to pop up there. Oklahoma, probably going to handle their business in the Big Twelve. So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with with here. But yeah, the actual college football playoff, the clubhouse playoff, would give the Oklahoma some decent love, but the actual playoff did not at all. So it'll be interesting to see if they even really have a chance to bump up now. Because going from eight to to four is, I mean, obviously it's a lot has to happen. Not hard, but lots got to go down for that. Yep. So, um, okay, well, um, that's our our top ten there. Let's move on to the uh, buzzer beaters. I'm looking forward to seeing how these tens shake out. Um, right. Doji, give me a little buzzy. 
Just want to give a shout out to uh, one of my favorite golfers, Bubba Watson, who just came out with a book called sure. Up and Down. Um, talks about his struggles with like mental health and, and issues that he had had. So sounds like it's going to be a pretty cool read. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting into it, but wanted to give him a shout out from the big old Southern lefty. Um, sure. Seems like it'll be a pretty cool book. Heck yeah. Big deal. Yeah. Um, so... At the time that I saw this, uh, the Jets were two and five, but it was 19 years ago that Herm Edwards began his uh, little rant about how you play to win the game speech. That's one of my favorites. And the Jets were two and five that year, the same record they were this year when that uh, when that came up. So after seven weeks, you know, just playing, playing, just something you know, classic. You play to win the game. Yeah. You don't just play to play. It's just a classic. So it's awesome. It's very true. Yeah. We're not here to just play. Yeah. Well, boys, I started off the show warming up with the sad FCC stats and about TQL Stadium, but I'm hoping to end with what will turn into. Possibly a good TQL Stadium stat, as I am going to USA, 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 USA. I'm going to USA versus Mexico World Cup qualifier in TQL Stadium. Johnny B hooking it up, sitting, I think, like seven rows up. I cannot wait to go, dude. It's this Friday. Absolutely stoked. This game means so much for Team USA. It's going to be so loud in there. I just, I, what, we're going to actually see good quality soccer in that stadium for once. And I can't wait to see it. In a wild environment. It's going to be, you think the Bailey's loud then. Right. Come on. This is the entire stadium. It's, and it's not just USA versus Honduras or Trinidad and Tobago. This is... It's our neighbors. I would like Mrs. Wagner earmuffs. This is motherfucking USA, Mexico, okay? <laughs> this... When we go down to their place, and this... I will not be participating in any of these activities, but this is how much it means. When we go down to Mexico, they throw, like, bottles of piss at us and quarters and light bulbs and <laughs> stuff. So this mean This rivalry is a lot, and it means a lot... And our team is looking good finally, and we might be able to qualify for the World Cup again. We beat Mexico the past two times we played them, Huge. which we haven't done in a while. So let's make it a third. Come on, Team USA! I think all the boys are playing, as far as I'm aware of right now. So let's get out there. Let's make TQL a winning stadium. Let's put some wins in that place, like you see in the NBA. Sometimes you just need to see the ball go through the hoop. Let's get, just get a win in there. And see if that might generate some more dubs for next season. So, Team USA, I'm looking out for you. I'm counting on you guys. We need it. Um, I'm going to be repping the American Outlaws with it. Uh, Shouts out to those boys. They do a good job. But uh, I can't wait for that game, man. It's going to be so much fun. So, um, Dill, thank you for being on. Hell yeah, man. Good chat, guys. Absolutely. Doge, thank you for being on. It's always a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you. Yep, absolutely. Thank you for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. This is The Clubhouse.